Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Burndam, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal, and contributing writer on the show. Contributing writer? Yeah, you know, I felt like the script this week needed a little something, you know, so I jazzed it up a little, a little, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and oven-safe sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. It's week five! Can you believe it? I can't, Mitzi. Five whole weeks of... Mitzi. What? Read the script, Molly. Five whole weeks of sharing the mic with my talented pink better half. Mm -hmm. I have to say, Mitzi, you sure are the smartest and nicest oven mitt I know, and an excellent excellent dancer dancer to boot. boot. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks, Molly, but let's try to stay focused on the show. We have a lot to cover today. First up, our official ingredient guesser, Henry, is back for another round of Guess the Ingredient. Then, once we know this week's ingredient theme, we are passing things off to Adelina for the scoop. And finally, we'll hear what young chefs like you are cooking up at home with What's Cooking. Mitzi, you're so good at hosting this show, I think you deserve some kind of award. Mitzi. Hey, you said it. Quick, let's get to the theme before you change your mind. (laughs) You made me say that. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Oh, actors. Mystery recipe. Mitzi, was this all a ploy to get compliments? No way. I just figured while I was writing things, I might as well add that part in, you know? Did you like my script edits? (laughs) Sure, but Mitzi, they were mostly just me saying nice things about you. Oh, were they really? I hadn't noticed. My talented pink better half? The smartest and nicest oven mitt I know? Uh Uh-huh. Well, those are just facts. Well, true. But did you contribute to the rest of the script? Oh, you know, just a bit here, a little bit there. Hey, I forgot to ask. You have tap shoes, right? You better have tap shoes. Tap shoes? No, I don't have tap shoes. Why? The big finale number, Molly. Okay, I think you and I are the same size. Let let me see what I can do. Mitzi, I don't even know how to tap dance. And you're just now telling me this? Would have been nice to know during the scripting process, Molly. Actors. Anyway, while Mitzi takes care of the finale, it's time for our first segment, Guess the Ingredient. In this segment, I'll play some sounds, and then you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Here we go. Hmm, 
Any guesses what ingredient these sounds all have in common? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Henry. Henry is 12 years old and lives in Boston and is our official ingredient guesser for season three. Hello? Hey, Henry. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing very well. Welcome back for another week of Guess the Ingredient. All right, Henry, I'm going to play you the first sound. So listen closely and we'll talk about it after it's done. It sounded like something was being smushed. Mm-hmm. It almost has like a cartoony sound to it, doesn't it? Yes, like in Minecraft, that's the sound a spider makes. What is a spider doing when it makes that sound? Dying. <laughs> that's cool. So if it was like in a cartoon, what would be happening if that sound? The person would be like stepping in mud, trying to get out or squishing something. Like a squelchy a squelchy sound. Squelchy sounds are squelchy. <laughs> squelchy sounds are squelchy. Agreed. All right. Are you ready for your next sound? How about you, listeners? Let's go. I forget what it's called, but that sounds a little like... um. Where you put herbs into a marble container, and then you smush them and grind them around a little stick. A mortar and pestle? Interesting. All right, so what's happening in a mortar and pestle to make a sound like that? Um, You're putting a hard herb in, and then you're crushing it and grinding it. All right, so I want to hone in less on the mortar and pestle, because it is not a mortar and pestle. I will just spoil it in that way. But... What I like about this guess is that you're talking about really hard materials, which I think could actually be helpful for this guess, is that like in a mortar and pestle, it's like rock against rock. So you're hearing like strong thing against strong thing. And this sound is similar. There's a pop somewhere in there. I just don't know what that pop could be. Well, we can keep this in the back of our mind and move on to the next sound. That sounds more like simmering. Mm-hmm. What kind of thing do you think is simmering? Whatever the ingredient is. <laughs> do you think it's um, a thin thing, like water or, or milk? Or do you think it's a thick thing simmering? A thick thing simmering. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So do you have any guesses what it might be yet? No, I do not. This is a hard one. <laughs> I'm going to give you some hints. This fruit puree is one of the most common sauces in the West, if not the world. It is made mostly of one ingredient. It's often associated with Italian cooking, but is used in cuisines from around the world. Any guesses? Is it tomato sauce? That is correct. Welcome to Tomato Sauce Week. Tomato sauce is a puree made of mainly tomatoes, often with a bit of salt and sometimes sugar and other spices. This common pantry item has been canned and sold in the U.S. for almost a hundred years, but its origins go back much further. 
Also known as salsa roja, tomato sauce originated in Mexico and was also included in cookbooks from Italy all the way back in the 1690s. Nice guessing, Henry. Are those sounds making more sense to you now? Yes, but I still do not understand the second one. Mm -hmm. Well, so the first one, that cartoony splat, what do you think that was? That was the tomatoes being crushed into the puree. It was definitely a tomato being splatted, so you're totally right. And the second sound, the pop was the sound of this tool on the container that this ingredient comes in. Was that the can being opened? Yes, exactly. That was a can opener. So there was a pop and then the sound of the metal on metal as you open the can of tomato sauce. Awesome. And then the third sound was a pot of tomato sauce simmering on the stove. You totally got that one. Thank you so much for your help this week, Henry. We'll talk to you again next week. See you next week. Bolly! Hey, Mitzi. So I couldn't get any more tap shoes on such short notice, but I think we wear the same size. So if I wear the right one and you wear the left one, it should work out fine. I don't totally think that will work. You sort of need both shoes for tap. Okay. How about this? I have some glue and some corkers. I'll glue these to the bottom of your shoes and we'll be all set. Well, fine. But that doesn't change the fact that I don't know how to tap dance, Mitzi. Right. Well, some things are just out of my control, you know? Just doing my best working with what I've got, Molly, which is you. I've been thinking about this, and since it's a podcast, I figured just do your best to keep up and it will sound fine, even if it looks a little messy. Maybe during our next segment, you can show me a few moves. Oh, yeah. We really need a dress rehearsal for this one. I think it's just about time for the scoop. Today, Adelina is here in the recipe lab pantry. Oh, pst, there's more. Look at your script. Today, Adelina is here in the recipe lab pantry talking to a lady who can't take no for an answer. Not bad, Mitzi. Ah, thank you. We will be right back with the scoop after the break. It's time for a word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. Hey, grown-ups! I want to tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kids love snacks, and with Kroger's grocery pickup service, it's easy to keep your pantry stocked. My family can't get enough of Kroger's original chip-made cookies. And with pickup, you can shop online and pick up your groceries at a store near you. In just a few clicks, you can fill your cart with all the things you need and schedule a pickup time that works for you. And they'll bring it out to your vehicle when you arrive. It's that easy. To learn more, visit Kroger.com. Happy snacking. Hey, Molly. Hey, Chad. I am super excited to talk about all the things we have coming up from America's Test Kitchen Kids, like our Young Chefs Club subscription box. Every month, kids can receive a themed box filled with kid-tested recipes, hands-on activities and experiments, and other creative items by subscribing to our Young Chefs Club. 
Coming up in July, we have a very cool food art box with beautiful and delicious recipes that all young chefs can make look like art in a museum. What else are you excited about? Well, there is, of course, our new YouTube channel. ATK Kids has launched its own YouTube channel that has all types of funny and inspiring video content for young chefs to enjoy. And there are so many other great things. There's just too much to talk about in one short ad. You're right. And grown-ups can head to atkkids.com to learn more about everything we just mentioned and then some. That's atkkids.com. And we're back. What did she mean I can't take no for an answer? Yeah, I... Yeah, it was just a pun because you're a can of tomato sauce. Well, I can absolutely take no for an answer. I might be a bit saucy, but I'm not unreasonable. Sorry. Uh, this scripting stuff is maybe a little bit harder than I thought. Adelina, want to take it from here? Thanks, Molly. Today I'm here with Scarlet. Scarlet is a can of tomato sauce. How are you today, Scarlet? Just fine, thank you. Just fine. And how are you? Good. Good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. So glad we're here. So glad I get to be talking with you and not that oven mitt. Oh, Mitzi didn't mean anything by that. Can't take no for an answer? As if. But anyways, she doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter at all. You matter now, Adelina. You and your listeners. So, what do you want to know? Well, I'd love to know more about you. Well, of course you do. Who wouldn't? I am a can of tomato sauce. Batch number 2105Y1416M. Best by next July, but there's no need to wait till then if you need me sooner. Batch number? Sure. That tells the factory where I was canned what batch of tomatoes I was a part of. In case there's ever a rotten tomato in the bunch, but don't worry, there never is. Ooh, hardly ever. Almost never. So, you were canned at a factory. Can you tell me more about that? I can. I certainly can. So, I am a can of tomato sauce, meaning naturally I started out as tomatoes. Do you want to know the whole journey or just the canning? The whole journey, please. So, these tomatoes get sent over to the factory where they're washed and all the best ones that are fully ripe and all red and good get picked out. Next up, we're cut and cored. It was quite the experience. Cored? Yes, so the tomatoes are chopped in half, and then the core, the thick part that attaches to the stem, is chopped off. No offense to them, they just don't taste very good. Then we get cooked. The tomatoes are cooked until they start to break down and become really mushy and liquidy. They can't get too hot or they'll lose a lot of their flavor. So this normally goes kind of slow, maybe an hour or so. It's sort of nice, actually. It's like being in a jacuzzi. Sure, like a hot tub. Yes, very relaxing. Once the tomatoes really break down, then they get pressed and strained. That's just basically getting all the hard bits out. 
So things like the peel and all the little tiny seeds get pressed out and we're mostly left with the good stuff, a sauce. And then you get canned. Not quite. Then we get cooked for a bit longer. Often, after we're pressed, things are still a little bit too liquidy. The sauce is kind of thin. And so we simmer for a bit longer. This cooks out some of the water that was in the tomatoes. What do you mean, cooks out? Well, we are just doing a lightning round of learning right now, aren't we? When water gets hot, it evaporates or turns into steam. When sauce is simmering, it means the water is evaporating. That's why it bubbles. Those bubbles are steam rising into the air, a.k.a. water leaving the sauce. That's amazing. Thank you. I agree. So when enough water evaporates and leaves the sauce, it thickens. This makes the flavors more intense and makes it into a more saucy consistency. From there, some sauces are mixed with other spices, basil, oregano, things like that. I'm personally a bit basic, just with a little salt and added sugar. It doesn't taste sweet, of course. That sugar just balances out some of the acidity. I don't want to be too taut, you know? And, yep, that's me. Your turn. Tell me more about you. What was it like where you got made? That's sort of a very different story. Besides, we're here to talk about you. What's it like being in a can? Huh. I don't really know. I mean, it's nice. I'm sturdy. I am non-perishable. Airtight. I, uh, I don't really have a lot to compare it to, though. I guess that makes sense. You got canned pretty soon after being made, right? Right, very soon after. And I just kind of sit tight in here. It's sort of like your skin, Adelina. What's it like having skin? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just what it is, I guess. Exactly. Huh, I see your point. Sometimes we don't notice something that's always been there, like your can or my skin. Some things just are. Right. Sometimes you don't even realize something that makes you different or unique because it's just a part of you. Tell me more about that, Scarlet. What do you mean? Well, some things just are, right? I am in a can. I wouldn't necessarily think to describe myself that way while I'm at the factory because everyone else there is also in a can. It goes without saying, you know? I'm also saucy and fun. But I don't really think of myself that way until other people point it out. Huh. So we might not realize something that makes us special right away until we are around people who are different from us. Right. And that is perfectly fine. Great, even. Even if I don't feel special today, I bet there are a hundred things that make me special that I don't even know about yet. Which is sort of a fun thought, isn't it? I think so. Well, I think that's our scoop for today. Tomato sauce is canned in a factory. 
Simmering is water evaporating from a sauce, and we can't always see what makes us special, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Adelina. And thanks to Scarlett as well for this saucy interview. Huh, seems like I might have really offended her with that can't-take-no-for-an-answer joke. Huh, Molly? Well, you weren't trying to be mean, Mitzi. But even if you have the best intentions, you could still say something that hurts someone else's feelings. Especially if it's someone you don't know very well. Right. I mean, if Scarlett knew me, she probably would have realized I was just trying to make a joke because she's a can. Ugh, she'd know I'm all about the puns and and never trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Right, but she doesn't know you, Mitzi. It's not enough to just have good intentions. Uh, what do you mean by that? Good intentions? Having good intentions or the right intentions means that what you are trying to do is positive. An intention is sort of like a goal, what I'm trying to accomplish by doing something. So even if I'm trying to do something nice, or in this case lighthearted and funny, my intentions aren't enough to make sure it doesn't hurt someone's feelings. That's exactly right. Especially when you're telling jokes. It helps to first think about how the other person might receive it. If, before you make a joke, you thought about whether or not Scarlett would find it funny, you may or may not have written it. I probably wouldn't have, because I don't know Scarlett, and since I don't know how she might react, I wouldn't really want to risk it. Sounds about right to me, Mitzi. Ugh, thanks, Molly. This makes sense. Hello, Molly. Hey, boss. Greg! Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Oh, I'm just great, if I'm being honest. Very excited for what's cooking this week. You and me both. Well then, let's go for it. For what's cooking, listeners, we need your help. We want to know what's cooking in your kitchens. Grown-ups, you can help your young chefs call in and tell us. Just dial 1-833-KIDS-ATK. That's 1-833-543-7285. And have your young chef leave us a voicemail. It's that easy. We want to know your name, how old you are, and what you're making. It can be anything at all that you've been cooking up at home. Tell us about the ingredients, how you made it, and how it came out. And not just your shining stars, either. We love hearing about recipes that maybe didn't go exactly to plan, because it can be really fun when things go a little off track in a recipe, and you always learn something from it. Each week, we will play some of your recordings on the show. So, grown-ups, have your young chefs leave us a voicemail by calling 1-833-KIDS-ATK today. We went through all your submissions, and this week we have some great recipes and stories to share. All right, let's hear them. Ah! Hi, my name is Violet, and I'm six years old, and I like making toast. Here's how you do it. You put the toast in the toaster, and you push the button, and then when the toast comes out, you put it on a plate, and you put syrup and butter, and that's how you do it. Bye. Hi, I'm Nina from the Newsy Jacuzzi Podcast. I'm eight years old, and I'm going to tell you how to make a mango smoothie. Or here in India, mango nasi. So it's basically just a half a cup of cut up mango, half a cup of plain yogurt, and half a cup of cold water. And for a little bit of India, add a spiced cardamom, two green pods. Then blend it all up, and then, ta-da, you have your mango smoothie. Thank you!
Thanks to everyone who sent something in. We've got tons more coming up this season, and we're going to include as many of the submissions as we can. So keep listening if you didn't make it on this week. And grown-ups, it's not too late to leave us a voicemail. All that food sounded so good. Makes me want to develop some recipes. Happy to help you taste test, buddy. Well, we're just about out of time for today, anyhow. We'll be back with some more canned deliciousness next time. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? So far, we have cinnamon, vegetable oil, garlic, chipotle chili powder, and tomato sauce. Ah, This recipe is starting to sound really good. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Or an enemy. Or someone you never met. Or uh, anyone. Or leave us a review. Give us some stars and tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from you. Until then, keep keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a chocolate croissant. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is Eggs Benedict. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a breakfast burrito. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. They are two eggs over easy with a side of corned beef hash. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a Pop-Tart. Our post-production supervisor is Jen Margolis. She's French toast. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is also an omelet. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's two double lattes. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a blueberry pancake. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, Executive Editor Kristen Sargianis, Executive Food Editor Susanna McFerrin, Senior Editors Afton Cyrus and Ali Velez Aldifer, Test Cooks Andrea Vavgin and Cassandra Laughlin, Assistant Editors Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, and Assistant Test Cook Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Jonathan Cormer, Adelina Rodriguez, and Gina DeMay. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and the National Mango Board. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Hey, we never got to do our big finale number. I know. It was honestly a little dance-heavy anyway. I think I'll leave the script stuff to Chad. I'm going to keep these tap shoes, though. I am not. Oh. Mitzi, you really glued these quarters on here. Uh, super glued them on there. Mitzi. I did so with the best of intentions. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. 
Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 